Welcome to Golf Nerds. In the hot seat this week, we have Josh from Dirty Bird Golf. We get into the nuts and bolts of golf apparel. And another common theme for this podcast is don't be swayed by marketing. And that implies as much to your golf clothes as it does to your golf clubs. And we listened uh, to the wisdom of Alex from Orca Golf last week where he talked about how how easy it is for us as golfers to be swayed by marketing dollars from golf club companies. And we get a similar message from Josh about clothes. And clothes say a lot about who we are. And golf is a lot of who I am. That So it's made me think about what I wear. Here's a message I say in the podcast, that, um, in the main interview in the podcast, that is my main takeaway. I don't really want my golf clothes to look like golf clothes. And that's something I'm going to change. But for you, that might be different. So enjoy the podcast and have a think about how you can be the best you you are on the golf course. But not just about your shots, but about how you look. Um, Enjoy this from Josh. Welcome to the new episode of Golf Nerds. This week we've got Josh from Dirty Bird Golf. Um, Josh, welcome. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, to be on the podcast. Josh, tell tell the listener about Dirty Bird Golf. Yeah, you know, Dirty Bird Golf is uh, is uh, the lighter side of golf brand, right? It's it caters to the amateur golfer. By no means do I produce uh, apparel, whether it's golf or you know t-shirts, polos, hats. It's for the amateur golfer, the guys that get five hours a week. They get to go de-stress, be on the run with their buddies. We cuss, we throw clubs, we sneak beer onto the course. We'll drive an hour and a half because the cart girl's hot. Those are the guys that 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 are going that that wear my stuff. We listen to music that we can't to around our kids, right? We live so my stuff is very I love heavily, that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very heavily influenced, you know, gangster rap with Tupac, Biggie Smalls, Wu Tang Clan, the stuff that we grew up listening to that we got away from because our day to day life got you know kind of is not ours. Those five hours where we get to go act like complete idiots. That's that's what Dirty Bird Golf is all about. Oh, I could hit pause right now. What a great advert for your company. I'm um, I'm just firing up because I mean I I discovered you because I'm a fan of old school rap and I'm a golf pro. So obviously, there's quite a, an easy win for you there. Yeah. But, yeah. No, um, the, the shirts the shirts that are influencing gangster rap. The guys that you know. I'm I'm almost forty years old. So those. You know the chronic 2001, the the Tupac's. Like my buddy used, and, and, and a lot of this stuff is what golfers, amateur golfers, and what we say to each other, right? Like my buddy told me one time about eight years ago, I had a two putt for par, and he said two putt Shakur, right? And so <laughs> I just changed that. You know, found a found a nice image, changed it a little bit so I don't get in trouble from. You know, copyright infringement and all that stuff, and put it put it on a shirt that says Two Putt Shakur," right? So, it's just funny things that golfers are a rare breed, right? And so, I kind of got tired of the 
you know, I don't want to bash any of the brands, but there's some pretty mainstream brands out there where you've got the guy's name written on your chest. Like, I don't want to wear another guy's name, you know, on my chest when I'm going to work out at the gym, going to the pub to have a pint, going to hit golf balls at the range. I want something that, I want to wear something that's cool for an amateur golfer to wear. I get people that ask me, you know, what's your target market? And I'm like, I don't, I don't have one. Golf is such a broad you know, it caters such a broad community that, you know, I have a kid that wore that, for example, Tupac Shakur, he wore that the first day of his freshman year of high school because he was pumped to be on the golf team, you know? And, uh, and I so mean, that just... you, again, you could quit your whole business right there and you want a legacy to leave. Some kid wore your shirt for a moment he was proud of. Yeah, yeah. And I still get, I get, you know, DMs on Instagram for the 70-year-old guy that wore with Liberty and Birdies for All into the hospital because he was having open-heart surgery. You know what I mean? So it's just, it, it, it's very cool to, to hear how the market is responding to some of my designs that really I just think of, throw on a PowerPoint and move it over onto a T-shirt. You know what I mean? So it's very cool that, you know, some of these people are having good experiences with my clothing line, not just a shirt they throw on and don't, you know, don't really think about. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very cool, and it's I'm having a lot of fun with it. I I um, so I'm with you. I I coach golf at a super fancy golf club. You know, I can't afford to play golf there. The only like one of the main reasons I keep on working at this place is they let me practice there and play there for free, um, and they give me some money for the classes. Sure. And I was chatting to the general manager there, who's a fifty-year-old British guy, who sits in his um, Footjoy slacks and polo shirt five days a week. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, "I am tired of golf clothes." that look like golf clothes. Yeah. And um, he said, oh, I just, he said, sometimes I wish I could come to work in a suit. It would be better than this stuff. <laughs> be careful what you ask for. Oh, I, I, was in, I was in corporate America for a little bit, and that gets, that gets tiring. Oh, I was a management consultant. So, um, okay. yeah, I wasn't very good, though, so I used to go in jeans a couple of days a week. Um, <laughs> but then I, um, I get it. Even this guy who's, who should personify everything that is bad about boring golf. He works for uh, Troon Golf. They own hundreds of golf courses, all with housing developments and yeah. just boring, boring stuff. Very vanilla yeah. in many ways. And he's, you know, just opened one of their flagship clubs. And there's him saying, I'm sick of this gear. Because it's not that it's particularly bad. At that moment, the guy's wearing a pair of grey pants and a black polo shirt. It's not bad. He's not dressed like a joke. Yeah. It's just boring. Well, I I also think that the world of golf is evolving, right? It's been very dominant by these large brands, Adidas, TaylorMade, FootJoy, and all that. Now, with Instagram and with you know, social media platforms, really anybody can put a brand together, throw four or five designs and some money towards it. And re- anybody can look like Nike, right? Yeah. And easy. so, yeah. And, and you're starting to see 
a lot of crossover between surf, skate, and style, like lifestyle, into the golf world. You look at Keegan Bradley, you know, is wearing Jordans, right? Pat Perez is wearing Jordans now. That was in, See, you said Nike, perfect. and of the big brands, I think Nike are winning because they've seen that golfers like me and you, I'm 41, you said, you said you're a couple of years younger. But we were the guys who were buying the Dre albums yeah. and and living that life. Yeah. But now, I mean, for me, I've always played golf, but for loads of other people, they're discovering golf, but they're still listening to, I don't know, Public Enemy. That's a bad example. It's a bit too old. But they're still listening yeah. to rap <laughs> in their um, golf carts as they go around. Why would they want to wear some vanilla... Under Armour gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I, I think a lot of this, I think it's golf is transitioning now. You know, you're, you're finding different ways to play golf. Music on the golf course with, you know, brands like Amp Caddy, that's changed the, that's changed the, the you know, the, the golf world. Three years ago, five years ago, you, that was frowned upon. Now, it's like if you play golf without a radio, you're missing out on the experience. And so, yeah, golf's golf's evolving. I don't think it's so much more. You know, it's not the it's not the brands. I think the guy, the the brands that pioneered it were like the Travis Matthew and all that because they were bringing the Link Soul. Those brands were bringing this crossover between preppy country club and now you can wear some of those th- those shirts and clothes of the the office to the pub and all that right you know and it's starting to bleed into um the pga tour like i said with the jordans that are going out i mean what's the what's the golfer um jason duffner is now sponsored by dude wipes right so now dude wipes is is showing up on a sunday afternoon you know and every the millions of people that are watching are, are, are now seeing what the hell is a dude wipe. I'm right? li- I, just... <laughs> I had to confirm what it was, so I'm Googling right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a man's, you know, product that can uh, clean up his, uh, his you know, his, uh, his undercarriage. So, you know, it's just, it, golf's changing, and with the way social media is right now, it's, you know, I can push my product out and my followers see it. I also get to see who forwards my designs. And so I'm just trying to come up with cool designs that, you know, are influenced. And like I said, surf, skate, booze, fun, golf. People can go out and wear it in their conversation pieces, right? Like I, I went to Waste Management and I wore my Easy E, right? And it says Easy Par 3. Yeah. And I had people stopping me and I wore it two years in a row, different styles or different, you know, color combinations and all that. It wasn't the same shirt two years in a row, but people are stopping me taking pictures. So I want my stuff to be conversation pieces. I don't want, you know, somebody's going to look at, they're going to see Wu-Tang, but then I'm going to start on the shirt right now. It says, it's the big Wu-Tang W, but it says no, Wedge I'm Game in there. Too. You know what I mean? And so that, if, if I'm sitting next to somebody and I don't know, you know, if I didn't hear Dirty Bird, I would stop and be like, what? Tell me, what, what's that shirt about? You know what I mean? So, I'm having a great time with it, man. I'm the sort of golf coach. I was, um, I do half my work coaching online, but um, oh, it's a sales pitch for me now. But the way I work, I coach executives who don't have time for lessons. But now and again, I like touch base and play 18 holes with them. Sure. And... Um, most of them, because I'm almost constantly in touch on on text message or whatever, 
we're, we're really relaxed and my golf lessons are first nine is formal and we're thinking about scores second nine i just just try and beat me um, yeah. and this guy he's never beat me and so i had one of your shirts in my bag and um so he was three down and at this point you now know where this was his no way. <laughs> he, it, it, but it. it worked so well he's three down he slams his putter into his bag and goes, I'm going for a crap. So he comes out of the bathroom and I'm wearing this shirt, which just says no on it, you're down three. I love um, it. It was, it was one of my highlights as, um, as a golf coach. And he still takes lessons with me, so that's a win. That's very cool. That actually, that, that shirt was the second version. My, uh, my first one. Nobody's seen these designs. I think actually one guy has seen these designs. It's uh, Dale over in Florida. But uh, i got to be careful because she's in the living room right now. But you've heard of the term. I'm going to get a little risque. So, but the, the term shocker, right? Yes. That used to be the year down three. That was the design. I was I ran into my, my wife's name's Gia. And I'm like, Gia, check out this design. What do you think of it? She goes, absolutely not. So I had to change the year down three design. To that that logo that you know if somebody looks at it you get the you get the punching but that actually was uh that was the second version of that shirt but I, I still get compliments on it it's it's a lot of fun so I, and I also you, uh, get compliments on the camo hat I wear a camo the camo hat all the time um, oh yeah um yeah I I mean I I wanted to like I bought some caps even though. Uh, you know, I, I'm a golf pro. I usually don't pay for stuff, but I, it was the idea of wanting to support someone new or yeah. small, and also wanting golf gear that doesn't look like golf gear. Yeah. Um, and I, I know the units of baseball caps are all the same, but it's just it, it was um, it was a fun thing to do to actually. This is actually a golf cap. It just doesn't look like one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of caps, wait till you, I, I'm Birdie Bundle and myself. We're doing a. A collaboration and, and going to be pushing some very cool Masters hats out uh, right before Masters, and so. Well, do you have to call it the that. first major or something? Because you can't exactly. You, you, there's some. Um, there's some copyright oh. thing, isn't there, or something? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But it's uh, it's uh, I call it the traditions, and so. But it's uh, it's very cool. I'll, get, I'll I'll make sure I reserve one for you and send it out to you. So, Birdie. Um, Birdie Bundle are one of these boxes you pay um, so much a month, yeah? True, yeah. Um, yeah, Peyton's one, Peyton, Peyton's one of the uh, the owners over there. They're a good good group of guys based out of Kentucky. Um, I, I, again, even though I, I can... I mean, it's on my Instagram. Even though I can call Puma and ask for something, these things sound amazing. Um... And this is the internet, by the way, so we've all got cell phones on. It's not like old school radio where, you know, you get in trouble for your phone ringing in the background. Um, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been tempted to sign up because I just love the idea of someone else picking my clothes for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I'm like, how much is that? 50 bucks a month? That's pretty good value. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna you can go to the golf club and you can you can buy one shirt, one hat, and you're looking at over 
60 75 bucks and so for some for those guys to put together a nice package of you know smaller companies um you know of course there's some there's some there's some big brands in there uh, but for the most part those guys enjoy going to guys like jesse over at, at stogies and bogeys and you know grabbing his product and throwing in there for the amateur golfer you know and, and so it's it's a great marketing opportunity for smaller companies like dirty bird um, birdie corn those kind of guys that want to get their product out in the masses but do it cost effective but you know when we got cool products that we think the market you know should take a look at you know birdie bundle swing society those guys have have the platform and the ability to for our products to go out so it's a it's actually a you know one of my strategies in 2019 to get product out you know i don't think the world is no longer online retail or i'm sorry it's no longer retail brick and mortar stores right you see companies like payless and sears and you know all those companies are are kind of falling to the wayside as is um you know so that's where we're we're uh the online presence the online store and partnering with companies like birdie bundle swing society all of that is kind of key to uh, to smaller companies' success, and so I um I remember as well you did something with um cut golf the golf balls guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I um I love their golf balls. I like the they, cut blue is probably the most fun golf ball I've played in ten years. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I play the the pink mat ball. Um, Hey man, it's 2019. I, I, no judgment here. Yeah, right. I mean, I just—it's different, right? Because you know, it, it, if I go out and I'm playing like a pink Strixon or a pink, you know, something, then it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of a trendy thing. But to show up with a pink ball and people start teasing you about, it and you're like, oh, well, it's a cut ball. And they're like, well, most people haven't, you know, really heard a cut, and so um, it just opens opportunity to kind of discuss. You know this little social media community that is formed. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I can lose those cut balls as quick as I can get them in my bag, and so people find them on the golf course. I guess it's kind of a form of marketing for those guys. But yeah, guys like Sam and Dennis and Steve and all those guys, they're they're in Orange County, which is 30 minutes from me, and and uh, they're they're great guys, and it's cool to have a local golf ball brand. Um, and supporting the community, so I want to get, I wanted to get them on the podcast, um, just because because um, I love that golf ball so much. I I actually wow. thought I'd do some video, you know, one of these playing. I don't like the term course vlog, but you know something like that of playing a few holes with their golf balls because they um, from they do something different those golf balls than any other golf ball. Um, that blue model, I can hit a wedge from 50 yards and pull it back six foot with that golf ball, and I can't do that with anything else. Yeah, they respond very well around the green to get distance off the tee. I, I you know, I, uh, I really enjoy their product for sure. But yeah, if you, if any little bit of introduction, I'll introduce you to some of the some of the main guys over there. I'm going to take you up on that. So you play yep. golf. Uh, tell me about your golf game. I am, depending on what course and how much money on the line, I'm about a nine handicap. 
Okay, so that's pretty solid. Like you can, you're looking at par on every hole. Yeah, just about right. I yeah. can I can double bogey with the best of them, but you know I uh, I play the tailor made driver, the tailor made three wood, the old RBZ actually. There's quality gear, those... quality the yes. RBZ fairway wood. I've got one in my backup set. I can't I can't get rid of it. Like you could throw the brand new tie list or something in front of me, and I won't be able to hit it and it won't respond as well. Play the Callaway Apex Forged Irons and a Scotty Cameron putter, you know, and, and, and I used to have a really bad habit of of throwing clubs, like, and I, I really don't, I could care less about what my score is going to be, because I'm just going out with the, you know, the normal 8 to 12 guys from the from the golf club, Yeah. but I would break a club once a month, it seemed like, so my goal, actually, to go out is to really not throw a club, that's really my only goal. My game can kind of take care of itself. I just don't want to go spend another $400 on a new driver. So I get a little bit of a temper, which I keep under my – I got to kind of keep in check. But, um, you know, we, uh, we we put some Coors Lights in the course, and we have a good time. I, um, I had a guy on uh, my last podcast called Alex, and he runs this small golf company in the U.K. Mm-hmm. And um, – I thought the guy's golf clubs were going to cost in the thousands of dollars, and I was wrong. Um, but what what he was amazing at talking about is the difference between some, the cheapest clubs you could think of and the highest-end clubs is really... A lot of it's down to the way they are physically put together. Like, if you've got a, you know, supermarket 7-iron, that's probably going to be put together by a robot, and it's going to be, you know, you'll be lucky if it's a 7-iron. And he's like, no, I hand-build everything, and I measure the loft and the lie, and the shafts are all frequency-matched and spine-aligned. And I was like, but what about the quality of the gear? And he's like, well, I actually, you know, I put so much time into the quality of my gear... But, and really, it's all about the build. That, that's where it's at. And, you know, golf companies, your Scotty Camerons, your TaylorMades, etc., can't employ enough staff and keep their costs down to, to build well. So they have to do it in, in a huge volume way. And it's absolutely changed the way I think about golf gear to the point of... Yeah. I took the time to put, rebuild some of my old clubs, the broken clubs is what brought this to mind, and I and measured the loft and lies, and they were they were a joke. Really? At, like I had um I had a four iron that was probably closer to a one iron, um, which would explain why I couldn't get the thing airborne, which is why I broke <laughs> it in the first place. Um, and that that was. That was from a. It was a an old club I'd had. So it it was a TaylorMade club. Why am I Why am I beating around the bush? It was a TaylorMade club. Yeah, got it. And um, I I've just all of my thoughts about golf gear have changed in the last seven days because it was last Wednesday I I spoke to this guy, and um, in the same way that clothing and apparel and footwear, there's a lot of the same stuff just and it's a race to the bottom on manufacturing costs to get something that looks good enough for the customer to actually buy but let's do it as cheap as possible golf clubs have been leading the way on that 
And and then why the heck are we paying eighty bucks for an Under Armour um, polo shirt when we could buy one from someone like you, probably for cheaper, and it's it's the same shirt, it's probably made in the same factory in Taiwan, but it's got something about it. It's got a bit of personality because you've made it and it's not made by a committee. Um, unless you and your wife count as a committee. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I've just had this revolution in my thinking. Uh, as consumers, we don't have to do what we're told. And as golfers, we all try and um, not quite look our best, but look individual. That's why we wear stupid clothes. But we look individual from three companies. Uh, it's baffling to me. Yeah, I, I think very, very well put. You know, is is I, I'll, I'll give you a little insight. You know, I launched Dirty Bird right after Masters of last year. It was supposed to be the week before, um, but the guy that I hired to help me produce. 12 to 15 designs on uh, you know on, on a t-shirt looked at a smaller guy like dirty bird and said well let me jack up the price and let me give him a lower quality shirt right um and that him and i went back and went kind of toe to toe after i got this box of really terrible clothes that's not what i ordered and he says that's you know i'll see you in court if you want your money back of course i'm not gonna you know, this was a hobby that has now progressed into a business and has a lot of momentum. But there's been a lot of growing pains throughout then. I've had a fulfillment team that has produced one-off shirts. Margins were bad that I couldn't. The margins were so bad that it deployed my capital yeah. to where I couldn't take some of those funds and go reinvest in new polos or quarter zips or sweatshirts or really designs. I've now, in the last year, actually in the last two months, gone away from the fulfillment to where now I actually bought the equipment and in my home, you know, in my garage, in my home, I'm producing these shirts. And so if you go to my website right now and you buy that checker polo. Yes, I Joe, love it. I'm, I'm the one making that, right? I'm the one going to the computer, sending it to my vinyl cutter. The vinyl is being peeled by me, my wife, and my three kids that are 13, 11, and 10. And then we're going to the garage, turning on the heat press, and we're actually, the five of us are making these shirts for people that are in New York, that are in Florida, that are in, you know, where you're at. They're going to, I just went to a, a lady in Canada that bought three of them, you know what I mean? So these are not mass-produced. These are handcrafted shirts that the McSpadden family in Southern California are making out of their garage and we're making it with a lot of skill, we're making it with a lot of, you know, personality and we're making it with love and we're shipping it to these clients. And so these things are not mass produced. These are each each one takes time to produce, but that's, you know, that's that's what we uh that's what kind of dirty bird is. It's that it's that my, my biggest supporters are my wife and my three kids. My son, you know, if you go to my website, it's, it's really my wife my, my and my daughters and my son and a few of my, you know, idiot buddies, but they're my models, right? I, I, I'm, I'm a, 
you know, I'm a devoted husband of, you know, to my wife for the past almost 15 years, and then my three kids I, I love dearly, but you go to my website, you're not going to see risque, you're not going to see, you know, the traditional sex sells kind of mentality approach to marketing. This is my family that are on my website, you know, and, and, and you know, and my buddies, there's, you know, I did taser golf last week with one of my buddies and my buddy shocked himself and kind of inappropriate. Well, the next day after I posted it, I'm picking my kids up from school and I have about four 13 year old girls running up to me saying, Hey, we saw your taser golf video. I'm like, Oh God, you know, so I'm very careful at what, not only the product that gets put out, but what content goes on my social media sites. Cause my kids are the ones that are seeing this thing. I think there's a lot of garbage out there but you know I, I guess to go back to your point I'm kind of digressing a little bit but each piece of my um, you know let's get sh- the end product that gets shipped to the client is actually made by now myself my wife and, and my three kids in our garage and so I think that's fantastic though you know the great let's just keep it within golf but it applies much wider some of the great golfing brands started off as family businesses. Yeah. Ping, you know, was a guy in his garage. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but a while back I was... Um, I showed a, a photo on Facebook to my old coach of my wedge that got this really cool Tiger Woods-style wear pattern, thinking he'd say how cool I was. He flies back a photo, goes, uh, this is me and Hazimashi Macho Mizuno walking down the 18th at um, St. Andrews. And I'm like, you're just literally the coolest guy in the whole, in golf. <laughs> like, yeah. these businesses all started as families. But somehow in the last 20 years, we've lost that. We don't think, yeah. it, we think small is bad. And... Um, and that's wrong. Um, it doesn't mean that small is necessarily good, but there's so many products available to us now online. And we all do all of our shopping online. Mm-hmm. Why are we just going to the same five companies, especially in golf? Marketing, that's the reason. Yeah, very true. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the funds that can deploy those you know, they can go on the golf channel and you're watching the commercial and you're watching the masters and they pump you full of, you know, all those new products. But like I said, I think the game's changing right now. I think the game is, you know, there's, you know, you, uh, I can get my product in front of my followers and through the Instagram algorithms. And, you know, there's a, there's, and I think that a lot of people are buying, you know, that way. It's not so much, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be kind of be curious. I don't, I don't keep my tabs on what the Taylor made and Adidas and Ping and all what, what you know the Travis Matthew. I don't, I don't really keep tabs on that. But I'd just be, I'd be curious to see what their sales <laughs> have done now that there's everyone's on social media nowadays, right? Everybody's looking on their phone, you know, and uh, yeah. No, it's, Where uh, I'd it, look, it's, I, I, uh, I haven't done it either. Golf brands are always going to spend money on PGA Tour for marketing. But yeah. where I'd look to see if they've having to cut that budget is the web. That would be the first thing they drop. And 
that came to mind as you were speaking. So I remember they have a web event here in Panama and I cover it for our local radio station. Um, and I was sat in the players' lounge and one of them just said, hey, nice shirt. And I said, oh man, I picked it up from Puma this morning. And I said, but you know, I'm not like you guys. If someone's going to give me a free shirt, I, I'm wearing it. And they're all like, no, if someone gives us a free shirt, we're wearing it. <laughs> and I just thought, I thought not all of them, but a lot of them would be on some sort of contract. And I know some of them are on, on contracts to wear gear, but I think fewer than I'd thought. Um, and if that number is getting smaller, that would read into that the... the um, because the buyer only has so many dollars and the more brands they are, the, the you know, everyone gets a smaller piece of the pie and that's even going to sure. hurt a big company. Sure. In fact, it's going to hurt big companies more than small companies, really. Um, it's, there's, um, do you know um, Zach, or know of Zach Blair? Yes. Um, yes. He's got that Buck Club brand, which is based around a, a golf course or a golf course design even in um, somewhere near Salt Lake City in Utah but um, okay. he's you know he, he told me I think it was him that he turned down money because he wanted to wear his own brand not someone else's and I think we'll see a lot of that in the future yeah I uh I think you're right. I mean, you know, Tiger's had his... You're seeing now a lot of these major tour players have designed their own logo, which is their own brand. Like, you see the T and the W for Tiger Woods. Yeah. Phil came out with his uh, his interesting one where he made the putt. I think it was in the Masters, and he jumps a few inches off the ground in celebration, right? But you're, you're seeing Jordan Spieth has his S on the back of his Under Armour. And so a lot of these guys... You know, uh, they're 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 younger guys that want their personality to show through their clothing when they're broadcast on TV, right? And so, um, yeah, I, I think you're I think you're you're spot on that you know someone like Zach Blair is kind of those guys have figured it out and they're they're they know their brand and they got a lot of momentum in their brand and so they'll be they'll be wearing some of their own designs. I think I think pretty soon, right? Like like we talked about Keegan Bradley earlier. You know, Keaton gets to design his own Jordans that he gets to wear. So that's pretty that's pretty special. But I do believe that you're going to start seeing a little bit more of these PGA Tour pros, professionals, a lot more of their style and their influence and their personality and their clothing line. So how how do you scale that down for the amateur golfer then? I don't really know if you can, right? I mean, if if you're if you're saying how I think you the amateur golfer is going to find brands these kind of like I call them underground brands right like yeah. Dirty Bird Birds of Condor Frankie is one of my if anybody doesn't follow Birds of Condor or, or know who that who they are Frankie's kind of one of my mentors I adore the guy and his wife and his and his daughter um, but these brands that that uh these underground brands guys can guys and girls um you know can find what fits right you have like bad birdie based out of los angeles nobody has to wear just a blue travis matthew with an m on it anymore you can go out and you can spend 20 to 30 bucks less 
and find something that matches your personality that you can now put on your Instagram page and you can, you know, now tag Bad Birdie or Dirty Bird, Go- Dirty Bird Golf or Birds of Condor and you're starting this momentum and this new movement in golf apparel that caters to what your style is. It's no longer this vanilla, you know, this vanilla clothing and this vanilla old-timer golf lifestyle. It's now there's brands out there that you can find that fit your personality and um, you can rock them on the course and off the course and then, you know, support your local brands through through Instagram and Facebook and their social media platforms. And so that's how I think the amateur golfer can, you know, bring their personality out is through these underground brands that aren't in mainstream, that really don't care to be in mainstream, but you can buy them, show the support, rock them on Instagram, and go have a good time doing it. So then... I just thinking. I was just. I was looking at um, some of those brands on Instagram. Do you get any pushback that your clothes don't meet up to um, dress codes at golf courses? Because I couldn't wear a round neck shirt to um, to play golf in anywhere here in Panama. Very, no, I, I get that question a lot. You know, and these these T-shirts that I'm making. You know, we go golf five for five hours a week hopefully right so what do we do with the remaining time you're we're gonna wear a shirt right that's has very high quality tri-blend material on it you're gonna wear a hat you know more than five hours a week so my clothing my t-shirts are designed to fill in when you're not golfing if you're gonna go to the pub you're gonna go to a concert you're gonna go hit balls at the local golf course right that's what my brand is about. I'm now transitioning into polos. I actually, I'm staring at about eight designs for new polos, and I can, I'll give you guys a sneak peek right now. My polos are going to be a solid color with a pocket. The pocket's going to be decorated. I'm coming out with things like um, tacos and tequila, hamburgers, elote, right? The Mexican, <laughs> the Mexican uh, corn, it's going to be, hot dogs, hamburgers, 4th of July, St. Patrick's Day, Christmas. I'm going to be coming out with polos that you can wear on the course, you can wear to the office, you know, for casual Friday, but the pocket is going to be the Dirty Bird staple um, of what the brand's going to be about. It's not going to be a full in-your-face, different colors, all that. It's going to be a very nice polo. The pocket's going to be decorated so badass that it's going to it's going to be a showstopper, and so I love um, the um, the first polo you've got with the checkerboard. It, I see. Um, I don't know if this is a British thing. It reminds me of some uh, two tone, the music, ska music with guys would wear. But maybe I'm being very I, British. I, I grew up on ska, the mighty mighty boss tones, real big fish. Yeah, that's exactly what I think of when I design it. Also, being from Southern California, we all wear Vans, and so that black and white checker vans is um is kind of, is is what that's was a big influence in the design as well but i've always loved the black and white checker look um but yeah i uh i just cut a check yesterday for quite a number of polos that are going to have some really cool designs on it so um yeah everybody can kind of keep an eye out for that but i am trying you know, everybody says I love the T-shirts, right? But I want to wear it on the golf course, and I can't wear it on the golf course. It's coming, right? And so, um, 
it's been a you go to my website now i've i have 300 t-shirt designs on my laptop i've only produced 23 to 25 of them um you know from a fun standpoint and what i think the market's going to react to i have strategic partners out in the out, out through instagram that i throw designs at and say give me your feedback and i get some people that say oh my god that's the worst thing i've ever seen don't do it or yeah i think that one would be cool right so i'm always changing different ways of uh, of uh, always changing the design the styles right now right now i had the windbreaker um the camo camo windbreaker yeah yeah i saw it somewhere maybe on your website you know, people are are going to start getting out of that because it's not rainy season. They're going to go maybe into a sweatshirt. So I got some sweatshirts that are going to be coming out. I'm actually playing golf tomorrow. I'm going to drop a new a new design um, that's heavily influenced in Stussy. If you remember the old surf skate brand Stussy, it's kind yeah, of isn't influenced that a with brand as well. Because um, gold. Oh, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Um... I just know. I mean, I I used to rock it back in. High school, middle school, and now it's kind of coming back into the mainstream through Tilly's and some of these other larger retailers. But I've always loved the brand because it's different. I'm a big fan of doing things differently, um, you know. And I hope that comes through through my through the clothing that I, you know, I design and my kids and wife design. But um, no, California. Yeah, uh, in California. So it's it's you know I, I'm going to be coming out with some tank tops because it's going to be summertime pretty soon, and so there's. It's kind of being ahead of the seasons and also being ahead of what's going on within the underground golf environment, right, to kind of stay consistent with that. So um, I think tank tops are going to be a must this this summertime. They're going to be pretty cool stuff. So I think you're... Um you're doing really well, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the brand's going to develop. I... Um me too. It's a day-to-day thing. We'll see what happens tomorrow. And it's cool you're making your own gear, so you get to try it out live. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just the, the kind of research and development of what works, what doesn't work. And you know, For example, I, I designed a shirt on Tuesday, and um, I made the logo. I'll tell you what it is, because I'm going to go make it in the garage in about a half hour. But I wrote the word par, and the A is the big A, the red A anarchy. Right? Oh, yeah. And I put it on the, I put on the shirt on the left chest and sent it out to a few of my people out, you know, in, in the Instagram world to get some feedback. And I said, I, what do you think of this? I think it's kind of black. I think it's very boring. So I, uh, I'm going to redesign it, make it a big logo on the chest right but those kind of things would take time and money if i had another company doing it by doing it in the garage you know i can i can hold onto that shirt use it as a giveaway you know whatever but then kind of fine-tune it to where i know the market's going to respond well to it so that research and development is going to be a lot more accessible to my you know to what i what my kind of taste is and what my expectations are for my brand that's that's fantastic. So you're, I'm just going to head towards the end of the podcast. You're playing golf tomorrow. Um, are you doing anything crazy? No more taser golf? You got another plan? Uh, the taser is always in the... <laughs> the taser is always in the golf bag. Um, I, I got to tell you, there's go, I'm 
probably next it's tough week, on the I'm, streets man you know i, I don't know uh, you know the golf gods uh they reposted each one of the three videos um and then i i've seen that like sports bible and a lot of these much larger brands have put it on their website and all that stuff but i'm actually gonna make a taser golf polo i'm gonna make a taser golf t-shirt and on the back of the t-shirt it's gonna have all the rules you know i know there's some guys in arizona j-dog and keston and a lot of these guys have already have it on the calendar it's on my calendar that may 25th we're gonna get together in arizona and we're gonna have a taser golf golf tournament and i'm gonna provide some of these t-shirts to wear you know, it's going to have my logo on the front and the back's going to have a list of all the rules, you know, that me really, me and my buddies just kind of make up, right? To get a birdie, to sign to Taze, the best score in the group, Taze is the guy with the worst score, OBs and automatic Taze. That's, uh, with... that's better than the new golf rules. <laughs> What's that? It's better than the changes to the golf rules. They should bring that out on tour. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be interesting, but I, I you know I've toyed around with some black cat fireworks before that didn't work too well. My buddies almost knocked me out, but uh, you know I don't know. It's just kind of keeping keeping content fun for the viewers. You know that hopefully they drive, they they see what they like, they see what the brand's about. They go to the website and if they got any questions or you know want to place some orders, I'm I'm the I'm the guy on the back end handling everything, and so. Um, but as far as taser golf, that's usually uh, it's kind of a mid-round decision whether we do that or not. And really, we're such bad golfers that this this last taser, you know, part three, that was just one hole. Like everybody did so poorly on that one hole that that filled up the whole minute of content on Instagram. So that makes a better video. You don't want anyone. Well, I guess you got assigned for birdies, but you don't, you know. <laughs> I can put on golf.com if I want to watch people playing good golf. Um, yeah, exactly. So, how do people buy t-shirts and caps and polos from you? A couple different ways. Go to dirtybirdgolf.com from your desktop or, you know, whatever, um, or your handheld device. Um, a lot of people don't know this, too. I'll, I'll send it out right now, that if you see a design... And let's say it's in gray, and you don't want it in gray. You want it black with gray letters or whatever color combination. I can accommodate. So I, I say on my, my, my site, you know, if custom orders are available, if you see Wedge Game and you want that as a hoodie, I can make it as a hoodie. Just ask, right? So you can go to my Instagram page, check out some of my content, click in the hyperlink. It goes directly to the website, you know, with the Shopify and Click you know in your cart however you want it, um, or just go to dirtybirdgolf.com and go through it that way. That's amazing, um, Josh. Thank you so much for your time. Um, My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I certainly will continue to enjoy wearing your gear. Um, it's been great having you on. Thank you very yeah, much. Appreciate it.